Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, please be aware that spoilers for any and all anime are likely to occur, so be careful if you're watching an episode covering a series that you have yet to finish. And finally, the views and opinions expressed within are those of the current participants and do not represent those of the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. Now, kick back, relax, put on your favorite animal hoodie, break out your stash of cola and potato chips, and enjoy the show. You lazy little gremlins. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats all laze around, watch TV, play video games, eat junk food, and maybe, maybe review an English dub or two if there's any time left. I'm your long-suffering older brother figure for the evening, Spaceman Hardy, and joining me tonight are a trio of lazy, good-for-nothing slackers who I've dragged here today to make up for eating all my snacks. Please welcome Gigi, Roots of Justice, and Zenith. Mm. Roots, what are you doing? Sorry, um, if, if I keep my pizza clamped in my teeth, I can use my hands for other things. Ew. You're eating pizza without hands. Ew. Don't That's you? Like typing, it's like typing with boxing gloves on. Look, if I Body just sit here, and if I just stare at Tinder and don't swipe either way, do you think the boys will just automatically come? Yeah, worth a shot. Yeah. Do I really it, have to record right now? Like, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts and watching Assassination Classroom at the same time. I, all I, three of you, come in, come here. We're all doing this together. Sit down, get in front of your microphones, and we're reviewing this dub. You understand? All right, I'm, all right. But at, at least let me have my cola. I have it right here. Potato chip. Right, okay. Bamboo and potato chip. chips, yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> In case you haven't figured out by our little uh, little diatribe right now, today the dub we're going to be covering is Sentai's release of Himoto Himoto Umaru-chan. Um, for a brief synopsis on the show, Umaru is Taihei's little sister, and she's beautiful, and she's smart, and she's athletic, and she's basically Miss Little Miss Perfect. However, she holds a deep dark secret. As soon as she gets home out of the public eye, she turns into a Himoto, aka a dried fish of a sister who is a complete lazy and selfish slob. And this isn't just a, a, a figurative transformation. When she's at home, she is literally drawn as a gremlin. So the story basically is Himo, uh, Umaru is a terrible little girl who treats her brother like crap and yet, apparently, this is so much fun that we got two seasons of it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. not really a fan of the show. Uh, I'm not going to dwell on this until later, but uh, I do not like the. I don't really like the premise. I don't feel like there's enough to carry a full season, and each show, each episode feels incredibly overly long and I, I I watched six episodes for this podcast and parts that I do like we'll get to but I just I really am not a big fan 
Yeah. Onichi. Well, yeah, we'll. <laughs> well, we'll get more about. We'll get more on that during uh, final thoughts. But for now, let's start this off like we always do, um, with our ADR director and writer. Did any of us have any predictions for this show? I didn't know we were doing predictions. I thought this was a dub review. Yeah, same okay. here. I'm so All lazy, right. I didn't do yeah. predictions. Nope. I don't <laughs> usually do predictions, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't make any predictions for this either because I did not watch a single episode of this show in Japanese, so take that as for it. I so did. anyways, our ADR, yeah, our ADR director and writer, uh, both for on the script, is Kyle Jones. Uh, he's been doing a lot of Sentai uh, dubs lately, um, some notable ones. I should have written this down. Notable ones lately have been, um, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, he did both seasons of Gate, and he's also the director for Food Wars, some of the three bigger ones that he's done recently. Mm-hmm. And so, with that in mind, um, what are our thoughts on the, how the dub was written and directed? Uh, Zenith, let's start with you. Um, I actually really, really like the direction and writing here, and I know it's kind of a stark contrast from what I said uh, just a few minutes ago, but it's the thing is, the dub really, really uh, improves the quality of the show. Um, I'm a huge fan of some of his other works. I think he did a fantastic job on Food Wars, but here what he does is he manages to... Uh, make everything more down-to-earth, much more presentable. I never felt like anything was out of place. I felt the the writing was um, very much... Uh, uh, <clears throat> very much uh, natural. Yeah, like, everyone sounded natural. Nothing sounded forced. Um, even though I didn't really laugh very much, I thought the comedic timing um, in a lot of cases was nice. Uh, so... In general, I think this is a very well-directed dub, and the dub is better than the show kind of deserves. Kind of kind of like gamers. We're, we're having a twofer for me. Ah, I see. Okay. Gigi, what were your thoughts on the direction and writing? Well, first of all, I just want to say that this show was released on my birthday. So happy Aww. birthday to me. I got it for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so KCJ, nice. uh, props to KCJ for letting Emily Neves do whatever the fuck she wanted to because I I don't know I'm I don't know how the script went I'm not willing I'm not saying you know how it went or whatever but it just seemed like a good chunk of it was very improv which even if it wasn't even if it were actually scripted then that's even better because it just kind of like seemed to roll off her tongue with all of that um it was infinitely more interesting than the Japanese version um, because I watched the first three episodes in Japanese and immediately put it to the side because again I thought it was sort of funny but it wasn't like really funny and I didn't really like any of the characters except for Umaru so I was like okay um, whatever I'm still gonna buy it anyway because it comes in a nice box Um, but I guess the best thing that he does here is that he's willing to take a lot of chances and make a lot of interesting choices there are some accents that some of the characters do and um we'll talk about them later but by and large i feel that a lot of them don't work but hey he tried and he wanted to do something different and it made it 
infinitely more interesting than just a straight on however you wanted to do it dub so I think he did a great job with the writing and directing just in the sense alone that it was way more interesting than the original all right roots what are your thoughts okay so comedy dubs are kind of a weird animal to me because uh, you know a lot of comedy anime revolves around wordplay and that's very very hard to translate so I rate comedy dubs on how well you can fudge it and I am happy to say I've only managed to see the first six episodes due to reasons but um I do have to say the writing is very it's loose and it works and um, I do have to appreciate the uh, the decisions Kyle Jones made on direction, especially revolving around a certain character that we will get to. Gotcha. My own personal thoughts is I like the directing a whole lot and the writing. Uh, it's able to throw in some some a little bit of modern hip lingo and stuff, but it makes sense given the show the show's content. Um, and so, yeah, I've been really tough about adding in sort that sort of stuff in dubs before, but here it seems to be a lot more appropriate. And uh, so, uh, yeah, kudos to Kyle Jones for that. Uh, as far as the acting goes, I think generally it's done very well. There are a few hiccups, but we'll get more. We'll, we'll get into that more. Um, Kyle Jones, in my opinion, his dubs have been rather hit and miss. Uh, depending on the show, but I think this in general is one of the stronger ones. Um, so, moving on to our actual characters, we go to... The good thing about this show, it has a very small cast. There are really only seven main characters. And from here, we go. We start out with Kanao and Tachibana. Kanao is Taihei's, the older brother's boss, and Tachibana is one of his workmates who works with him. And these characters, Kanao is voiced by Maggie Fleckno, and mm. Tachibana, yeah, Tachibana is voiced by Scott Gibbs. Maggie Fleckno, you've heard in other dubs such as High School of the Dead, uh, you've heard as Sayat Takagi, you've heard her in um, classic shows like Canon, she's also Marielle in Log Horizon. And she's also in Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. As for Scott Gibbs... Don't spoil the new one. Okay. I won't spoil the new one, no. As for Scott Gibbs, you've heard him... It, his, he's Sora in No Game, No Life. He's the uh, he's no, Oda Nobunaga in Nobunaga the Fool. And he's also in the dubs for Chika the Coffin Princess... And uh, Alharo X Machine Gun. So, how did we think about these two characters? Uh, Zenith, we'll start off with you again. Um, well, they don't appear very often um, in earlier episodes. I'm not sure past episode six. Um, uh, but what I think I like about them is they seem like natural sounding people, they don't really stand out. But they're supposed to be office workers, and that's kind of the point of them. So they don't really need to stand out. They sounded natural. They sounded fine. Um, I thought both of those voice, uh, both of the voices fit very well. So I didn't have any problems with that. 
All right, Gigi, what about you? Well, we all know where Maggie Fleckno likes to leave her hat, Lighto's hat, because she's <laughs> Yui from both seasons, a diabolic That's lover. That's right. That's right. I oh, forgot about dear that. God, <laughs> please murder me in the face. Ugh. Anyway, she's horrible in that. Well, she's not horrible. Yui's horrible. But here as the boss, the childhood friend, there's really nothing really special about her. Um, I think she does a good job, but nothing really stands out or is really remarkable. And I'm kind of sad to say that that's been happening with a lot of performances I've heard from her lately. I'm just waiting for her to stand out like she did back when she did Red Garden because she was so good in Red Garden and nobody's seen that anime because it's really old and it's kind of like strange, but yeah. she was so Isn't good that in like that. Isn't like the and vampire I one? Waiting. Did you? I, I yeah, watched I, it. I think... Did you? Did you like her in Red Garden? She was Rachel. Um, I only saw it subtitled, is the oh. thing. Because it was right See, as... Um, I think it was right as Funimation was getting the rights to it, and they didn't put up the dub on their website yet. The yeah. the dub is really yeah, Red, good Red Garden. because... Sorry, the dub is really good because it took a lot of chances, and because it's set in America, you can definitely tell like the different kind of American accents they were used in it. And she was really good in that. And I'm just, I'm waiting for her to break out and do something that makes me want to like give her a standing O again. And it's just, it's not happening. But Scott Gibbs, guys, guys, Scott Gibbs is hot. <laughs> Can I just tell you how hot Scott Gibbs is? If by the grace of how hot I don't is know. Scott how Gibbs is, is freaking hot. Like, by Can the you grace fry of an God, egg on him? listening to this, yes, on his abs, his abs of <laughs> steel. I don't know, I don't know. He's freaking hot. Anyway, um, yeah. See, when I first saw that this character, I thought he had a really cute voice. Um, but there's absolutely like five lines in the entire show that he says. There's not a lot to go on, and I don't really understand this character. I think maybe I missed something because he's. Sylphen Ford's brother, isn't he? Yes, yes he is. Why is she so freaked out by him? Does she is she like Onichan in love with him? Uh the world may never know. Yeah, they don't really explain that. That's what I was kind of wondering. I, I'm maybe she's embarrassed to do things in front of her brother. There's a lot that is not stated, unfortunately. Yeah, I was just I was very confused with that and I was just waiting for something to to happen to get some kind of sense of what chemistry these characters have together and there wasn't any um but scott gibbs is hot and he's actually really good and i don't care so there you go i love yeah. you roots roots don't what did you have to, to say okay uh did you also want to say scott gibbs is hot roots you can <laughs> but i'll fight uh, you i want to say scott gibbs is hot but listen we're gonna throw down later if I'm stop being lazy, <laughs> he's a handsome, handsome man. But um, <laughs> um, Kanal from the six episodes I've seen, maybe had like one or two lines. So I I can't really be much of a judge. Um, Tachibana had a little bit more. I I thought he was kind of a fun character. I I didn't quite get to the reveal of the dynamic that he was uh, Sylphie's brother, but. 
Now that whole thing at the uh, the arcade episode. Now that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I thought he I when I was Just... watching the episode, I thought he was being a creeper. Ah. I did too, and then I was like, oh wait, I think that's her brother. But since you guys didn't get to the end, there is actually an episode like towards the very back where they have a flashback. That's Canal um, Umaru's brother and then the other guy. Not Scott Gibbs, but the other one. So they do actually have a lot more going on at the back half of the mm-hmm. anime, but if you didn't get there, it still wasn't remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you have to get there. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like the the opening part of the anime, like this is kind of a I, I believe it's based on a four Kona manga, basically a, a small gag strip manga, and each episode feels like it has like five or six chapters in it, so there's not really a lot of development in the show. Mm. Yeah, there's not really much of a plot to begin with. It's mainly just goofy slice of life. Uh, as far as these two characters go, there's just not very much of them in the show to begin with. Um, even when they, you do get to the, uh, their backstory, uh, especially with Canal, it's just they, they serve their purpose. And I think that's what we can say about the two performances here is they do serve their purpose. They don't do anything terrible, and it sounds pretty good for what it is. So just, that's my thought. Just, just to give them credit, did you get to the Christmas episode? I did, yes. Okay, yeah, that that's, was good. Uh, that's where the backstory is. So I was like, there is a little bit, but it's not anything Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. They are, unfortunately, secondary characters amongst a, o- a otherwise overbearing main cast. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, moving on, we now go to Kirie and Takashi Matoba. Um, Kirie is the quiet girl in Umaru's class who is kind of obsessed with her. Um, She later becomes her friend under the guise of Umaru's secret, her secret identity as Komaru. Basically, she's playing as her own little sister, which doesn't exist. And Takashi, a.k.a. Bomber, is her older brother who she's not, she does not have the best relationship with, and he's just a big lovable goof who also works at Taipei's place of business. So playing these characters, we have Jade Saxton as Kyrie and we have Jason Douglas as Bomber. Jade Saxton, you've obviously heard her as Carla in Fairy Tale, one of her more prominent roles. She was Hachin in Michiko and Hachin. She's Nona in Death Parade and she's also Mira in Dimension W. Um Jason Douglas, you've probably seen him if you've watched a little little show you might have heard of called The Walking Dead. He's in that. But he's also um, a very talented voice actor, has been for years. He's played Beerus in Dragon Ball Super. He is Mike Zacharias in Attack on Titan. And he's done a number of roles for ADV dubs, such as Azumanga Dayo and... Cyberteam and Akihabara. Um, so, what did we think of these two roles? I think Takashi does a pretty good job. He's another one that we don't really get too much of. Um, he, he, he does a, a good job with the voice, but he doesn't have much presence. Kyrie is all over the show because she has kind of a uh, a big crush on Umaru-chan. Like, 
like, legitimately huge crush. It's very obvious from the moment she steps on screen. Um, but she's too shy to say stuff, except for the fact that she can talk to little kids. Here's the problem. The whole Komaru thing is so stupid, because... <laughs> okay, okay, hear me out for a second. Hear, hear me out for a second. Um, I know in the show they stylize when uh, Umaro-chan goes in, in, uh, inside her room and she changes form and transforms. But if you think in the context of the situation, she's not literally transforming. She's the same person. And just because you have a Kigurumi on and talk like a little girl does not mean you're suddenly a younger sister figure. Like, I just... Uh, but... Even more so than that, like, Nana's living downstairs, and she says that, uh, like, and she walks home with her all the time, like, how is the secret not come out? It just, I don't understand how Kyrie buys this, but she does, and she's just like, oh my god, you're so cute, teach me your ways, master. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, suspension I- Suspension of disbelief, it, suspension of disbelief. Okay, think of it this way, Okay. <laughs> Before and after you put on makeup, huge difference. If you think of it that way, I know that's not what they do Her, in the anime, but like, think of like school Umaru as the after photo, and think of Komaru as the before. Eh? Uh, eh? I guess it it does lead to some funny shenanigans later, so I can give it. But the whole time, I do have that nagging little thing at the back of my mind, like. Really, no one knows. No, no one notices this. But anyway, uh, in in terms of the voice acting, I think she does a great job. Like, I'm not too big a fan of the character per se, mostly because of the the whole misunderstanding. But the voice acting itself, I think, is is really really well done. These these are best boy and best girl right here in this little this little area. Um, so I was. On That's not how you say Nana. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, we're going to have waifu wars in a minute. <laughs> no, no we'll, I, we'll get to my best girl, but it's not Nana. I had waifu wars last night. Oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, Bomber. So, here's a fun little story. Because I was, like, watching the show and I was like, oh, my God, who is this guy? This isn't Andrew Love. But he could be, like, sort of in the same realm as Andrew Love. Because y'all know Andrew Love is Sentai best boy. So I was like, who is this dude? So I'm like, I've never heard him in anything before. And I'm totally like on wiki. And they were like, Jason Douglas has been acting for over 10 years, is in The Walking Dead. And I was like, oh, whoops. So uh, I know nothing. So that's fun. Um, I loved him as Bomber. I think he does over, like he overdoes the ham a lot. But y'all know I love ham because hello, Ian Sinclair is also my best boy. Um, I really think that he plays a good alpha male and he's so dumb in this and it makes me so happy because I love dumb alpha males um, and the episode with the crane flashback was just the cutest thing I've ever heard. I fucking love Jason Douglas's bomber like I wish that he, I could hear him in more recent things just to be a rival to Andrew Love's alpha male because it's so hard to find male voice actors who can get down low, you know, and have that little gravel. Like, uh, it makes me so freaking happy. Um, so I loved him. Best boy. And then Kyrie is actually best girl, but not because I like the character. 
character on her own drives me up the freaking wall. I want to smack her with a new Mybo and call it a day. Um, oh my God. I hate her. I hate this character. But Jade makes her so cute that I can't stand it. She has like such this nice contrast between the shy parts and the angry parts. And I haven't really heard Jade Saxon in a lot of things, basically because I don't watch anime with girls in it. So this is very strange, but <coughs> but she was totally, totally so cute in here. The one thing I do have to say, and this is more of a thing to the writing, to anything else, is that, oh my God, with the master thing, like if she said master one more time up against that wall with that Umaibo, we'll make her choke on the salmon row one. Oh, it was, I was just like, no, please stop. Please stop. I can't take it. But with the the english voice kyrie is so cute like and i was just like yes we're done we're done here so mm. like i think the two of them really outdid themselves in these performances so i was super happy with that very cool roots what did you have to say okay so bomber um he really didn't get a lot of lines in the first six episodes he did seem like kind of a goof now that you bring up it was Jason Douglas and I can kind of pick up his voice. And I really like that. I I intend to continue going through the series when we're done recording this. So I look forward to hearing more of him. Mm -hmm. uh, Jade Sexton's uh, Kyrie. I'm kind of in the same boat as Gigi. The character is really annoying and Jade made her tolerable. Mm. Yeah, I have to agree that these are probably, out of the entire dub, these two are probably my favorite performances other than my absolute favorite, which we'll get to. But I think Yay. they both did a really good job. And I have to agree, Kyrie is a bit unsufferable as a character, but she does sound a really, really adorable as, with Jade Saxton as her voice. And, of course, J more Jason Douglas is always a good thing. I've been a fan of his for years, you know. Uh, believe it or not... One thing I forgot, interesting story. Uh, Jason Douglas was in my all-time favorite movie, which is oh. Sin City. Yep. He, yeah. was the, uh, he was the assassin who got his balls shot off by Marv near the beginning of the film. Oh, right. wow. Yep. I feel stupid now, even more than usual. Yeah. Damn. I have no idea who this guy was, none. Like, mm -hmm. I, I remember him as Mekazawa in Cromarty High School. That was John Gramillion. Oh, it oh, uh, who was I thinking of? Um, uh, I want to say he was in, uh, in Cromarty somewhere. He probably was. He was Chio's dad in Azumanga. And that, too. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I, I learned that a few years ago. He was in Sin City, and that was pretty cool. Anyways, uh, moving on, we go to our next character, uh, Sylphenford Tachibana. She is the second best girl in school. She is Umaru's declared rival. Uh, she tr she lives her life trying to one up Umaru as possible as much as possible, and she is quite touched in the head a, a little bit. Very haughty. And has a bit of a uh, better-than-you persona. Um, playing Sylphenford, or Sylphie as we call her, 
is Christina Kelly. She's a relative newcomer. She's been in a few dubs here and there. Um, most recently in uh, Akame Ga Kill as Mine. Uh, she's been in Cross Ange, uh, Food Wars, and let's see here. Can we talk about this one? Let's see. I, it better not. Better not. Uh, but she's also been in shows like Cross Ange and Brynhildr in the Darkness. Um, what did we think of Christina's performance as Sylphie, uh, Zenith? Well, first of all, um, this is actual best girl. Sylphen Ford made the show tolerable for me, because after the first episode, I wanted to stop watching. But we had to record the episode, and I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a little bitch and puss out here, so... I kept watching, and the moment she came on screen, I, I fell in love with her character. I love her design. I love everything about her. I love that her eyes are, like, crazy. Um, and, like, there's just so many things that I like about her. I kind of want her to one-up Umaro-chan, because Umaro-chan needs to shut the fuck up. Oh, snap. Uh, oh, Yes, uh, I don't like her at all. We'll get to that, but... Um, I loved her so much, and a lot of what I loved about her was the voice acting. She reminded me a lot of Renge, but um, if Renge from uh, Oran had a better voice, like, she really, really uh, was well voice acted. I think everything was well done with this character. Uh, she made me watch whenever uh, she was on screen, and I want that goddamn outfit, because she's cute. And, and I love that. <laughs> G Gigi, what do you have to say? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God, I don't know. All right. Um, I fucking love this little tramp. No, I really love her. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little shit, and I love her so much. She is ditzy, and she is mean, and she's competitive at the same time, and she's super overdramatic, but it works. Like, this foil to Umaru, because Umaru doesn't give a shit. She's like, you nobody got time for this. I don't care. You can pretend to one-up me all you want, girl. And Sylphie's just like, ho, ho, ho. Like, I'm going to beat you at everything. And I was just like, oh, God. I think I am you sometimes. Um, <laughs> she, it was, it was, uh, like, I feel like it was supposed to be annoying, However, the way that Christina performed her, it was not as annoying as it could have been, which is a testament on her part and her acting, because thank you for not making her an annoying little bitch. At least she's, you know, a funny little bitch. She made me laugh all the time. Like every time she was on screen, I was laughing and she's such a little complicated mess. And I think like, I really wish that we could have gotten more into her backstory because I think there's a lot to tell there and we just haven't gotten into it. But that's the problem with like slice of life four panel anime, you know, like we're just going to get the jokes and we're really not going to get anything that delves too deep into these characters. But I feel like if, Sylphen Ford had more like dramatic moments and stuff like she's very complicated like she's not all haughty and stuff I think there's something underneath her and I got that from the way that Christina played her so get it girl like that was super good and I'm 
glad that this character i love how you said renge from oran because that's the girl who rides in the robot right in the yellow dress yeah the, oh, the God, one she who was basically so is a fangirl yeah. yes but, that's exactly the, who she reminded me of except it like the, the thing is renge can be annoying in large doses the way that she did the voice for uh self and ford i i couldn't get enough of her like remember yes. the tennis match <laughs> Yes, no, I agree with you totally because Renge was super annoying and I think Sylphen Ford could have gotten to that level, but Christina mm-hmm. made her likable, which is great. So, get a girl. I drop my mic now. <laughs> Roots. Okay, so full disclosure. Full disclosure, Christina Kelly drove me nuts the first time I heard her in uh, A Comic a Kill. Mm-hmm. As uh, as Mine. Well, Mine is kind of an annoying character to begin with. I've well, never seen her it. Her character so. kind of fits within a similar archetype to uh, to Silphenford. Mm. I have to say, comparing the two is like night and day. She is so much better in Umaru-chan at being the the sort of annoying Ajo Sama type. And I, I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. She was so annoying in *I Can Make a Kill*. So shows she is definitely vastly improving over the past what? It's been two years. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. In in only two years, she has improved to the level she has. So I, I got to give major props to her. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, um, I actually thought this might have been one of the weaker performances. It definitely ha- it definitely had enough energy. By and large, there was tons of energy. Um, it's the voice kind of irked me a few times. It sounded a little bit f- on the flighty side. Um, if I had anything to say it. But I do like how she played the character and all the energy that she put into it um, was very, very entertaining. And so, yeah, that's what I enjoyed about it. All right, any other before we move on? Man, we are like flying through this episode. Like, we I are. Feel like it's we should very have like small. a commercial break or something. And everyone, yeah, we should probably should, like, sing do, a like, song about filler cola. sessions. Cola! We should all have cola <laughs> and potato chips and play Monster Hunter and Kingdom Hearts. This is an ad for all of those things. <laughs> by Assassination Classroom. <laughs> this episode of Dub Talk this? to you brought brought to you by. <laughs> this episode of Dub Talk brought to you by Lay's Potato Chips. Just don't Just eat the we are not actually one. endorsed by Lay's potato chips. They hint, should, hint, wait, they, should rename, like they should rename Lay's into Lazy. So we can oh! all be lazy. <laughs> Pertinent. Pertinent. Yeah. Yes. I, like, this is the part like of the episode like that one scene in Wayne's world is like, we would never sell out to our <laughs> and here's me it's drinking voice my coffee generation. from a Cinnabon K-Cup Like, enjoy <laughs> Enjoy, friends I've had, like, three hours of sleep I think this is hysterical <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Beer Brand Beer Duff Beer, it's the best 
Yes. Duff beer, beer for me. The cause of and solution to all of <laughs> all life's problems. problems. <laughs> duff beer for you. I'll have a duff. You'll have one too. You're welcome. You're welcome for that, guys. <laughs> Anyways, back that to our fun. regularly scheduled. Back to our regularly scheduled program, which was brought to you by Coca-Cola and Lay's Potato Chips. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Eagle Creek Beer. Eagle Creek Beer. It gets you shit-faced. <laughs> Eagle Creek Beer. Drink till she's pretty. Oh, no. That's horrible. I'm going I'm home. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Anyways, moving on to our next cast member. Eagle Creek Beer. Drink until she deforms into a little Kikurumi shit gremlin. So that's how so, so, Umar so wait, works. Zenith, so, we figured that, it out. Is that how it works? Does Kyrie, like, is she drinking so much beer during the day oh, that... she it, is totally, <laughs> she is totally day sauce. Kyrie is on so much acid all the time. That I'm just so high right works. now, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't get high? <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, God. Uh, okay. Moving on. I think Moving we got a good on. enough interlude there. Yeah, At least yeah. we can entertain ourselves, kids. At least we can entertain ourselves. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, moving on to Umaro's next classmate is her uh, downstore, downstairs neighbor, Anana Ebina. Uh, she lives in the same apartment complex as Umaro and Taihei in the lower level. She's very shy. Uh, she's actually from a rural area in Japan known as Akita, and she occasionally slips into her southern accent uh, when she doesn't think about it. Also, she has pretty big knockers, and she's got a crush on the big brother. Um, so playing this character is Sarah Ornelas. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, we've heard her in other dubs such as Outbreak Company and Magical Warfare Beyond the Boundary and, uh, and as Stephanie in No Game, No Life. Uh, so, what were our thoughts of Sarah's performance? I really think she did a great job. Uh, she's my second favorite character in the show, and when she was actually introduced, I'm like, okay, things are starting to get a little bit better, because I like her character, um, but I really like what they're doing, well, what they started to do and never really went through with uh, her, her rural background and her accent. They had a very brief moment in one of the episodes, uh, one of the earlier episodes, where they talked about her, like, you know, she wanted to go to a big city, and her mom was just like, you know, don't let them intimidate you, they're not better than you, and I kind of got a Tadokoro uh, Megumi vibe from uh, Food Wars there, and I'm just like, that really kind of started to sell the character, and I really wish they had gone more into that, I know this is a gag manga, but, like, th this is... They really could have gone more into that, and from what I've seen, she hasn't slipped into her accent that much. I think she's really cute when she slips into her accent. I think they do a great job voicing this character. Um, sometimes I think she's a little bit too high-pitched, but um, overall, I think it's a great performance. I just feel like there's potential in the character if this wasn't a gag, uh, a gag strip manga turned into an anime. And that's a little bit of my problem with the show overall, but we'll get to that. 
Okay. Spoiler. Gigi, what do you have to say? Spoiler, she does go into the accent a lot more. And there's also more backstory about her in her little rural town. Um, but I think you should go to someone else first because I'm okay. going to have words. Uh, uh-oh. Roots, mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, and say what you say. Uh, Nana's best girl. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? I am not. <laughs> Is this why I'm fucking you. single? Because all you guys love fucking Nana, who sucks. Uh, I should say that um, I I watched like an episode or two of the sub as it was airing. She really didn't do much for me as a character. Uh, in the dub, she's a lot lot better like oh my god uh she does these sort of not quite like not quite bright thing very well and then once or twice because i won't again i've only seen the first couple episodes when she slips into her her southern accent that's absolutely adorable Exactly, and she has these huge oh tracks of land. <laughs> no. Oh my god. You know what? I think I know why she's best girl to me. Fuck my fucking She's basically life. Osaka. The oh. She's basically Osaka. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. Hmm. And Osaka is Azumanga Daio best girl. So there you go. I don't think she's quite as good as Osaka. Um, oh no, 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 no! But like, I honestly I like Sylphine uh, better. But like, I I th- I think what I like about her isn't to do with her character so much as um, a lot more to do with the performance because there are problems with the character. Um, but like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know. I. There's not too much to judge because of the nature of the gag manga, but we're not. I'm not saying she's best girl, but she's uh, best girl. Uh, be she God's help me. <laughs> uh, I do not have a best girl in this show. Actually, um, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to spend time with any of them, all things considered, but. <laughs> Anyways, I thought... <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> I'm laughing because Gigi's laughing. <laughs> I don't know any of you. I, I, I don't know who you Anyways, guys are. Anyways, my opinion... My opinion of the performance itself, I think, again, this might have been one of the weaker performances in the show. Um, Thank God. I kind of sort of have a... Res- not really too fond of Sarah Ornelas in other shows. I think she's okay in Outbreak Company. Um, I do think the Southern accent is adorable, if not terribly authentic. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's fine. It's good at what it is. Mm. And she is cute. Mm-hmm. Gigi, dare we even ask? I hate it. I hate, I hate it. I hate the Southern accent. I hate it. It just, it doesn't work with her. Like, it doesn't work with this actress. I thought it was the fakest thing I've ever heard. 
I thought it was too characterized. Like, there's a thing, like, when you're doing comedy, and I know because I'm a character actress, so, like, when you do a character of somebody or some kind of people or whatever you want to do, like, I can pull the valley girl, like, out of my ass, like, no problem, but if I have to do a southern accent and this is me so I'm not saying for anybody else I find southern accents authentically extremely hard to pull off because I'm from Chicago I have the eh, eh, eh going on so it's very hard for me to pull off a southern accent but I know it's very hard for me to pull off a southern accent which is why I'm so critical of people who do southern accents in dubs where they're supposed to be like coming from what what is the city what is the japanese city Uh, she's okay when they're coming from osaka akita whatever one of the one of the quote southern ones that everybody seems to want to shove the southern accent on i just i thought it didn't work i thought it was too characterized for me like i just maybe she has a southern accent in real life i don't i haven't heard anything else that she's done that i can remember so i'm not i'm not saying that other than that, like other than the accent, I thought she was okay. Um, she wasn't my favorite performance. She has this kind of whiny thing going on that I am not a fan of. But I just, I, I couldn't get behind the accent. Like props to KCJ for having her try it because it does kind of fit in with the script. But mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't. And you guys think it's so cute. And I'm like, no. Like it's grating like oh. nails on a chalkboard to me. And it's not... It's just the way the character is so characterized. Like I said, maybe if I had could hear her doing a, a different kind of southern accent for a different character or just hear her talk normally, but this I just I couldn't. I'm so sorry. Like I feel like a total whore right now, but I'm just like I couldn't. Like I just every time she was on the screen and I knew she was going to make that flip, I just wanted to mute it. Like I don't yeah. I don't do southern accents like I don't care for them mostly. Like you know how girls like they fall for like the southern accent like on the guys a lot of the times. Yeah, that's not me. So, uh, I just I couldn't. I, I see. I I understand entirely where you're coming from as a southerner. I I can pick out an unauthentic southern accent pretty well. They but are very hard to do. Well, I I I don't, but I slip into it every now and then. How do you do uh, your southern accent? Uh, yeah, do it, do, do it, it, do it, do it, do it. There, there's this feller. Now he ain't exactly saying he's the smartest of the bunch. <laughs> but Hardy, I want you to talk like this from now on. Can you just do the rest of the episode? <laughs> well, no, like that? when I was when I was contemplating doing um, doing video reviews like ten years ago, back when they were the thing. I, I thought of doing like a spinoff of Bum Reviews, but it was Redneck Reviews. Uh, as Redneck Reviews starring Cletus T. And it would be like, Woo, doggy, this here's the best dad gum anime I think I done ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you sound fella. like that dude from Toy Story. <laughs> and this is how Hank Hill saved anime. <laughs> oh, you want to? Okay. Let's see. Oh, King of the Hill is like, my day starts at nine and ends at five. 
boy. That boy ain't right. And then you got tell Dale. you what. Okay, Dale, that- Dale is all like. You know the Martians are gonna come and steal us. There, when you're being invaded by aliens, Daddy. What happens when they ask for a steak well done? It's like we tell the we polite. No, what is it? We politely but firmly ask them to leave. <laughs> That's Thank my you purse. So I don't yeah. know you. you. So much. Like, you totally. Dad, pull, you we just... were supposed to go to the mall today. Oh my god. <laughs> And then you've got, there's Hank. I sure do like them naked pictures on the internet. Makes me feel like I'm not so lonely. (laughs) Hardy, 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 you need to stop. You need to stop. One more. One more. Boom hour, boom hour. Yes. Dang old internet, man. We're going to go click, 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 click. Dang old naked chick, man. (laughs) See, but you just, you just proved my point. Because you just did a bunch of characterized accents really really well but none of them sound authentic like they're a real southern accent you know what i'm saying like you just proved it immediately so thank you for for that i will not be doing i'm from the south so i will not be doing that (laughs) so good job good job hardy 10 out of 10 would umaru dub again (laughs) (laughs) all right moving on uh to our two main characters wow we are blasting through this i I think we all we already need another commercial break um we are going now to taihei doma umaru's older brother he works at a company in system support he lives in a one-bedroom apartment with his younger sister it's not like that get your brain out of the gutter and he is the long-suffering and constantly just tormented and uh, has to put up with all of Umaru's crap, has to buy her things that he doesn't want, and yeah, the story goes. Anyways, uh, playing Taihei is a relatively new actor named Adam Noble. Now, he doesn't have too many roles under his belt. He is in Brynhildr in the Darkness. He's in Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. He's in Outbreak Company, and he's in the new dub for Gate. And so, Zenith, tell us, what are your opinions of uh, Adam Noble as Taihei? Uh, first of all, I feel so bad for Taihei. Like, he has to put up with so much shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like kids as it is. And like the things that he has to put up with, I would not put up with. I'm like, I'm I wouldn't buy anything for her. I would tell her to get off her ass and get a job. Um, but I I feel so bad for this guy. So, uh, but anyway, the voice acting I think is spot on. I love Ty Hay's voice acting. I think he definitely sounds like a worn out um, older brother. But when he has those sweet moments where he's just like, you know, I should probably, you know. Uh, do a little bit for Umaru Chan just to be nice. Like he has, he he's able to t- change his tone very well, and I like that. I like um, how he does this character. So I think I give it a thumbs up personally. Okay, Gigi, what are your thoughts? Hi, hi, Adam Noble. How are you? I know you're sort of new, but welcome to Dub Talk. Since I've never talked about this boy before. <laughs> Anyway, my life. Um, so, 
Um, is a fucking smooth operator. Like, Adam Noble's voice is so damn smooth. I can't take it. Like, I just kind of, like, want to listen to him talk. He kind of reminds me, not in, like, tone or anything, but just in the smoothness of his voice, of Howard Wang, who could read me the phone book and I'd be fucking happy. But, um, I... I really liked his performance. It just sucks that this character is so boring. Um, Taihei is boring, but it's not his fault. He's just a boring character. He's the straight man, and the straight man nine times out of ten is really boring. Um, I did really like the more dramatic and characterized scenes that he had. Um, There's one, like, towards the end where he um, is driving a car, like, and I was just fucking dying over it. I was like, that is hysterical. Like, I think Adam Noble does a really good job acting in this role. And he actually made Taihei somewhat interesting, which is hard to do for a straight man character with, you know, that would be super boring otherwise. So welcome. Welcome to the, the Dub Talk podcast, Adam Noble. We hope to be talking about you again soon. Mm-hmm. Be, be in a Bishi show. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Roots, what did you think? He sounds so burned out and in any other show, well, not any other show, but most other shows, that would be considered an insult. Not here. Yeah. Oh my god, the yeah. shit he has to put up with. And he pulls off that, you know, Taihei is just so done with everything. And he still tries to have a heart about all of this, but he's just... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I can kind of relate to what to what Taihei's going through. Um, I, I deal with, with burnout a lot, and um, I, I think Adam Noble did a really great job kind of capturing that. And that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that... I, I definitely do hear just the ultimate just exhaustion and just done, he, that he's just completely done with everything. He's had it up to here, and yet he keeps going because it's his sister. And there's so many times I just wish he would just say, you know what? Get out. Just get out. You're a nuisance. Just go back to you living with mom and dad. You know, I've had it up to here. You do nothing but cause trouble all day and just get out. I'm sick of it. And that kind of bugs me about why Taihei isn't more assertive. Like he should be doing more to discipline Umaru and he's not like he does sometimes, but I really just get but frustrated he, with him. Yeah. He's like the perfect Onichan without the weird sexual tension. Right. Mm. Right. Because, like, I would love an older brother that did all that garbage for me. I'd be like, yes, please, go get me potato chips. Go do stuff yeah. while I can sit here and watch anime. Thanks. That would be fantastic. Yeah, He's a good older brother, but sometimes he's a bit too forgiving, in my personal opinion. And I, it would be nice for him to, to step up and just put his foot down more often. But then again, we wouldn't have much of a show. That's entirely what the show is based on, basically. His brother gets shit. Brother gets shit on by his little sister in a completely non-sexual way. Um, 
Wow, oh God! Really. Oh no! God, I was, oh, about, to, I was no. about to say just oh, the worst no. joke. That came out wrong. We might have to edit that one out. We might have to edit, Ed- edit that. that out, please. Yeah. No, I was, I was, no, no. The Dojin. Oh God. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 All right. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say my joke. <laughs> you might as well call the Space Jam. How much he's getting dunked on. <laughs> Oh god. That was fucking awful. Uh Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yes. I do have the meal. I do have things to say, words to say, which is why you should probably save me for last when talking about U- Umaro Chen because I have words. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, just say. In that case, let's move on to the elephant in the room or the hamster in the room rather. Segway. Segway to Yes. The title character herself, Umaru Doma, the Umaru-chan, the dried fish sister. She is practically perfect in in every single way. She's smart, she's beautiful, she's athletic, until she gets home and she turns into a gremlin child. And playing this evil little gremlin child is none other than our good friend Emily Neves. Emily, you've heard her in dubs such as Akame Ga Kill. She was in, um, let's see here. What's another one that she's recently been in? She was in Diamond Dollar. She was in Dust Maiden of Amnesia and Guilty Crown. Uh, so, who wants to start us off? Because I know Zenith wants to go last. Well, I will, because God bless you, Emily. Get a girl, get a girl, get a girl. Because I've had to watch a lot of anime this year already. When we talk about things for, like, the dubbies, I never know what to put for female performances because I don't watch a lot of anime with girls in them. I swear to God, performance of the year right here, I cannot think of anything that even comes up to par with the acting in this. Like, she just went all out it's such a great contrast too that she has between little brat umaru and then like grown-up princess umaru like that contrast is there and you need to have it in a show like this that is all about that contrast and i thought she was so great um she just she just went nuts and it was passionate both ways it was passionate as grown-up Umaru, and it was passionate as little gremlin Umaru, and I don't know if you guys got to the episode with the boardroom, but there's an episode towards the end where there's like seven or eight different little kinds of Umarus in the boardroom, (laughs) and that's where she got to shine, doing all those different voices for Umaru, like... It was like eight different Umarus all in one. I just, I can't say enough good things about her performance. Character aside, whether you like or you hate Umaru for what she is, but the performance here just friggin' knocked me out of the water. And if it weren't for her, I I probably would have shut the anime off. Let's be real. So I just wanted to see what she was going to say next. It was so cute. Cola! Oh my God, I'm losing my voice. I can't even do it. <laughs> But potato chip. There you go. There you go. 10 out of 10. Would you Mario again? Roots, what do you think? All right. So 
Well, the uh, while the normal cute Umaru was absolutely pitch perfect, I got a little story about Gremlin Mode. Okay. When I first saw the trailer that Sentai Filmworks had put out, where it was basically uh, Emily Neves in the booth doing the voice for for little little Gremlin Umaru, I hated it. I hated it with a passion, and it took, like, three or four episodes for me to, for it to finally click in my head, you know, hey, this is actually kind of funny. She does a really good job with this. And I think, I think it kind of started in the hotel room at Anime Fest, because Hardy put the first two episodes on, and, and it was the whole, uh, the whole cola, potato chip, bamboo shoot. That was where it started to click. And then I, I wasn't able to get back to the to the show for a few weeks. Then I started watching 3 and 4. And I, I ended up really liking your performance. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is absolutely my favorite performance in the entire show, bar none. Because it is like mm-hmm. night and day when she goes back and forth uh, between good Umaru and... Uh, Gremlin Umaru and it's amazing that she's able to because if I had listened to that I would not have been able to tell it was Emily Neves it is almost indecipherable from her normal usual voice it's like complete 50 uh, 180% and um, 180 degrees sorry I I can't brain today I has the dumb but uh, but yeah (laughs) It's just and, and one thing one touch I really liked is even when she goes into her normal mode, she still has those little cute uh anachronisms how she says things like cola and potato yes. chips. Yes. And was, uh, yes. That too. Yeah, she's lying with, uh, with her in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a neat little touch that they added there. It, it tells you that even when she's in full grown princess mode, Deep down in there, the gremlin's still down in there. And that's her actual thought process. The, the Umaru that the kids see at school, that's not the real one. The real one is, is an evil little gremlin, which is a nice... Honestly, I, I think they're, they're both pretty much the real her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we like, don't want to go into this whole, uh, you know... Right, you know, right. The philosophy of Umaru-chan. I mean, we do kind of have time to do it but i uh, not really in the mood right yeah but no i absolutely loved it and it's it's probably my favorite comedic performance and and i just i just thought it was hilarious okay zenith you wanted to be safe for last so what you got okay i have a lot to say and a lot of it's good and a lot of it's bad um part of okay the main problem I have with this show is this premise and this character. The whole idea of this character, it, she's basically a Mary Sue. She's good at every single thing, and she gets home, she has time to play video games, she does all of this stuff. No one person is capable of doing all of this. Like, she has good grades, but she doesn't study uh, like, she she is simply, like, the perfect person, and she comes home, and, and she's this gremlin, and I hate every single aspect of this character. I hate 
hate hate her from the moment this show started to focus on her. This the first episode was so damn hard to watch for me because the character itself is unlikable, and that's the point. But my my thing is like, why are we supposed to focus on this character that is wholly unlikable? Every single time her brother tries to do something nice for her, it twists it around. She manipulates every single person around her to make these situations work. And every single thought in the back of my mind while watching this character was, I want to punch her in the goddamn face. <laughs> like, I really hate her. I hate her so damn much. Um, and and that's I, I think that's the problem with that I have with the show in general, is that I don't think it works structurally based on this. And it's supposed to be funny. I don't find it funny. I don't find... Um, uh, a lot of this show I- enjoyable or engaging, and I know it's supposed to be because it's the gag manga, but this character is is really... The, the character and the premise don't do anything for me, and I find myself turned off a lot from the show. But, with that being said, the dub, the dub fixes... I, I don't know how, but... The dub elevates it to a point where I actually started enjoying this asshole character. And I don't know how it is in the Japanese. I haven't seen the Japanese. But this voice actor made the show more enjoyable. And it got a lot better when there was more characters introduced that I actually liked. But this performance is simply perfect. If you're going for this bad premise that I do not like, this is the way you do it. You, you have this performance that is spot on when she's when she's in princess mode it's perfect when she's in umaro Chan mode it's perfect um the whole potato chip cola thing was great the stuff in the bath like when she's playing games um going into the fighting tournament like and and that's the thing where I love this performance and I wish it was for a better character and there's inklings of stuff in here. As a person who plays video games regularly, there is stuff that, you know, much like in the case of gamers, I really, really like when they start delving into video games that she's playing, but it keeps coming back to the comedy being about her being a little shit. And that is the problem. If it focused more on her um, going out and doing cool things and having jokes based on that or based on the people around her, I would like this show a lot more. In fact, like, I... I really would rank this show much lower if not for the dub because the dub is fantastic. But dear God, I sometimes can't get past this character. And I know I've been talking for a while. I'm sorry. I just... This is one of the first shows on Dub Talk that I've adamantly hated something this much. Yeah. No, we uh we did watch a few episodes the the group that went to A Fest. We put some up on the laptop. And the general consensus was we want to punt Umaro into the goddamn sun, but the performance was really really good. And I do agree that if it had not been for Emily Neve's performance as Umaru, I probably would not enjoy the show as much as it as I did. Um, and I'm glad that they went with Emily instead of someone like, say, Monica Rial or Brittany Karbowski, who is who has played a very similar characters in the past as well. 
because I did not know she was capable of producing this voice, to be perfectly honest. If I had one critique that I could make about the performance, it's that full-grown Umaru might sound a bit too old, but that is literally the only thing I can say. Everything about it is top-notch. And, and, you know, interesting fact, uh, it's it's interesting that you say that no actress could have done Umaru the way Emily Neves did, because she literally developed the, the Cartman-esque voice mm-hmm. of Gremlin Umaru yeah. herself. Right. Did she? Good for her. Get yeah, it, girl. She said she, uh, she, she used a whole bunch of different cartoon characters, and Eric Cartman was one of them. It's very fittingly. Uh, I halfway expect her to say, Respect my authority! Final thoughts on the anime. Uh, Zenith, I believe you've already spoken your piece on Umaru herself. Uh, what is your thoughts about the show in general? Overall, I really was kind of meh about the show. I think the dub is what sells it. If the dub wasn't so good, then I would have uh, more words to say. Uh, and I'm sorry if you hear my cat in the background. She's trying to get in uh, into the room because uh, she is my little Umaro-chan. Anyway, um, uh, essentially, like, the show has a lot of good premise. Bu- the show has some good potential behind it, but I feel like a lot of it is squandered in terms of the actual, like, show itself. But the dub elevates it to uh, a status where I can tolerate it mostly, Except for the fact that I really don't like Umaro-chan, and that that makes getting through a lot of the episodes hard, even though she's voice cast perfectly. Okay. Gigi, what are your final thoughts? I don't think most comedies are funny. In fact, these slice-of-life gag comedies, I really don't think they're funny at all. Um, And I honestly just bought this because it had a nice box. And then I got the box, and I was disappointed with it. But that's besides the point. Um... (laughs) I I actually ended up liking Umaru more than I thought I would in the English dub because I'd watched the first three in Japanese when it was airing and I was like, yeah, this is okay. Like, there's nothing really that special about it. Um, but when I watched it dubbed, I actually wanted to watch more episodes of it. Like, I'm of the camp where I watch about three episodes of something and I get bored and I have to switch to something else. And I think I made it through like the first five or six without wanting to switch to something else in this, which is a feat in of itself because I don't like slice of life and I don't think comedies are funny. Um, So I know Zenith, I get what you're talking about when you say you don't think that this is funny and you don't like the premise behind it. However, I'm a little shit lord, just like fucking Umaru. I'm sitting right now, like, on my bed in my pajamas with, like, (laughs) half my makeup on. And it's 7 p.m. Like, I'm about to roll downstairs and go watch the Cubs game in about 20 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're Umaru-chan while I work every single day? You're the... Yeah, Yeah, basically. Uh, Can you buy me Please tell me you have some uh, some cola... Yeah, please, Gigi. Please tell me that you have some cola and potato <laughs> chips to watch with the Cubs game. Oh, trust. Don't ask me to buy you a jumpu because I will not buy you a jumpu. Come jump-oo. on, Hunter. Hunter was in it at one point. Come on. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> shut up. I know. Don't Sorry. don't make me cry. Um, but <laughs> like, 
and like when I go out, like here's me. You guys saw me at A Fest taking three hours before I freaking left the goddamn hotel room to go out to make sure that I look perfect, that my fucking cosplay wig was on straight and everything else. So like I kind of resonate with her, which makes me tolerate her a lot more just character wise. Um, and I will admit that towards the middle of the show, I did start like getting that lull. Like I was like, eh, this is kind of boring. And then they just did like all of the holidays all at once. And I was like, can they think of something different to do? Because I'm bored with this. Um, but once it got to the end, I was like, oh, that was a really cute little ending. And they finally started to get somewhere with like the little tiny bits of character development that they had. So I liked that. But I guess the saving grace for this show now it's not like token ranbu and it's not like gamers where i completely and utterly hated the show and the dub saved it i did like this show a little but the dub vastly increased my positive thoughts towards it so yeah umaru she's a little gremlin but she's a cute little gremlin and i'll watch her again and i wish i could watch the second season but i guess i'll wait two years for another big box to come out the end Roots, final thoughts? Okay, so when I when I first started watching the show subbed, it, it was okay. I um I happened to like things like the old Garfield and Friends and basically with the annoying lazy main character and the people who tolerate who Oh my god. Them. Roots. Fucking like, Mario I, I, is Garfield. <laughs> you just now realized this? Yeah. I just hey, got that. <laughs> don't don't sweat it, Gigi. I only just got the pun with the uh with the dried fish. Oh my god. All right, it's, sorry. It's, he, I was just like, it, what? It's, oh. Cuz you know, Himoto's the the dried fish that shrinks and in Emoto, little sister. I just got the pun when Hardy said it. Uh, puns. <laughs> They can be great until you don't get it until a year after you watch it. You're lying awake in bed and then just all of a sudden, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm especially proud of the what pun I made today on my Twitter account involving a certain <laughs> Black Clover character. Why don't you tell us all what it but is? But anyways, please. Uh, oh, would you like uh, to hear Japan it? Japan and their puns. Yeah, I would like uh, yeah. to hear it. I, yeah, after Roots is done. After Roots is done. All right. Okay, so... Like... It's a show with little, subtle, funny things that I just... I, I like it when... I like it when shows are low-key funny. And then they deliver big laughs. Which, by the way, we weren't able to cover the, the particular actors. But I gotta give big, big-time props to uh, John Swayze and Vic Mignogna as the, uh, as the arcade employee yes. in episode four... Oh, they did a great job. Oh, oh God, God, that was so like funny. Just, <laughs> I was like, Vic Mignogna, really? Really? Okay. Like, they treat it like soldiers in a war, and it's amazing. It, a lot of, like, the war stuff was actually really well done, especially when um, they had the Metal Gear reference. Oh. And she's like, I, the CQC, and, like, she has the, the colonel asking her to go out on a mission to get cola. I'm like, if they did that more... Like, that was funny to me, and it didn't involve shitting on other people. So I was like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we get more of that in Season 2 in 
a year and a half. Mm. But we'll get to that. Um. Anyway, the the dub is spectacular. It really held my interest in a way that even the sub couldn't, and I I was really okay with the sub version. So for this to be such a stepped up improvement, kudos to you, Kyle Jones. Kudos. And now for my final thoughts, I'll just be brief. Um, I probably would not have watched the show without the dub because the premise just does not appeal to me. Um, bratty little sister tortures her brother and does awful things is not a show I usually am fond of. Um, but I think in this case, they just make it work. The dub just helps it out so much. It's so well done. Emily Neves is perfect. And I just, as off as considering some of the big time shows that have come out this year that have had just really incredible dubs, I'm honestly thinking that this might be one of my personal favorites of the entire year. Not going to lie. Yeah, it's it was that well done. And um, there, it's not perfect. There are things that are wrong with it, just like the show itself. But I think any imperfections that it had in the sub were, if nothing else, improved upon in the dub. Am I saying that the dub is superior to the sub? Maybe in my personal opinion, but, you know, everyone's different. So I would definitely highly recommend it. If if you can't stand Umaru as a character, at least, if for nothing else, watch it for the dub for its entertainment value. Because I don't think I could ever say the words cola or potato chips the same way ever again. <laughs> cola! Cola! Potato chip. <laughs> so anyways, if you too would like to watch the dub for Himoto Umaru-chan, you can do so streaming on High Dive. Uh, in order to watch the dub, you do have to be a paid subscriber. However, they do offer a seven-day free trial. And after that, it's only, what is it, $4 a month? Uh, $4 a month for the next... Two years. Two years, and then... They're, they're raising the rate to something that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, but I mean, that's still an excellent deal. The only problems that hide... Yeah, Hyde... that's like $96 right there. That's... Yeah. The only issue that High Dive has is that it has no app support and the website is technically in a beta. However, it's still preferable to the other option. Which... High Dive, Sentai, yeah. well, I know okay. you're listening... I know you're listening, High Dive and Sentai. I know you might be the same people. Can you please get a Roku channel? If you get a Roku channel, I will give you my $6 a month. Please yes. get a Roku channel. Hey, Hardy, can I, uh, can I handle the next part? Yes, you may. Okay, so we have opinions on what I'm about to say. For the sake of keeping things civil, I'm going to keep it. <clears throat> Kind of on the DL. Um, season 2 of Himoto Umaru-chan. Which, by the way, uh, Season 1 you can find subbed on High Dive, but also Crunchyroll. Season 2, on the other hand, is exclusively available through Amazon's Anime Strike Service. <clears throat> now, again, we have opinions on the matter, but we're going to keep the civil for now. Um... 
You need an Amazon Prime account to access Anime Strike, first and foremost. And then on top of it, in order to subscribe to Anime Strike, you need to pay an additional $5. It is a premium channel. So, uh, that is a thing. That is what we're going to say on the thing. Indeed. And as for our thing, you can find me at Spaceman Hardy on Twitter, where I post a lot of goat pictures and rant endlessly about how the anime industry sucks and yada, yada, yada. I also can be found as a moderator over on Funimation's forums, so come by and visit me there. I, you can also occasionally find me on the Funimation Discord, so if you like to hang out with me, just come on over. You can find me in a lot of places. Uh, first of all, you can find me uh, on Twitter at ZenithWillRule, where I talk about all my upcoming projects, and I do a lot. Um, I also have a Facebook and a Tumblr, but that's you, know, you can find that out through Twitter. I also have... A, two YouTube pages. One is strictly a Let's Play channel dedicated to playing a bunch of different games. Currently, I'm playing through Danganronpa, and we're having a lot of fun. Um, I just did kind of a, a storyline thing starting for October, and I just got to record the next bits. But that's going, that's, you know, look for Zen Plays Danganronpa. It's up there. Also, I my other YouTube channel is uh, Zenith Will Review. And I review and analyze and do a whole bunch of other things on that channel. Um, I'm going to be putting up a review of Food Wars very soon for the Season 1 release that Sentai put out. And I'm currently watching Assassination Classroom because uh, I want to uh, review the Funimation... Because I want to review the Funimation release of that. But there's a lot of stuff going up. I do a lot of things. You can find it there. Gigi, you're up next. My name is Gigi, and you can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Anime Palooza. I post videos three times a week, mostly talking about boys that don't exist in real life, anything shoujo trash, and showing off a bunch of merchandise that I probably shouldn't have because I'm trying to pack it away in boxes to move, and I realize what a fucking hoarder I am. Um, but other than that, yeah, we just have a good old time, and... I say this every time now. I liked RT fan art, so if you'd like to draw some cute Umaru fan art, send it to me and I will put it on my timeline. Yay! That's it. I'm tired. I'm losing my voice and the Cubs game is on. Roots, take us home. All right. Well, oh boy, my, my voice is starting to go from earlier today. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Roots of Justice, where I retweet pug pictures post very interesting theories about what's going on in the anime industry and I wear a very, very nice fashionable tinfoil hat. <laughs> uh, you can, uh, I also kind of pop in here and there on the uh, Funimation forums and Discord. Mm -hmm. And hopefully at some point I will finally get the damn blog going. God damn. Mm -hmm. I say that every fucking time. <laughs> all right well on behalf of the everyone here at dub talk that's a wrap for our episode you are all now free to go back to being your old lazy selves how do you find dub talk on the internet uh, hardy oh that's right uh well you can find us at our youtube channel at dub talk uh you can also find us we also have a twitter account which is dub talk podcast 
So follow us, and that'll keep you up to date with all of our current episodes and what's going on. And we like to also try to retweet out any uh, a dubbed episode announcements from the companies like Funimation and High Dive as well every time a new episode is released. So, um, yeah, follow us on Twitter, and I think we also have an Instagram as well. Yes, so. we have an Instagram a uh, and a few other things in a Tumblr mm-hmm. and uh, just search, search Dub Talk Podcast and you'll find us on uh, all our various pages. And, you know, like this video, subscribe to the channel, ring the bell, yada, yada. Ring the mm-hmm. bell. Ring the bell like you're at Arby's. And uh, I'm going to go and tell my I'm, I'm just going to go now and tell my cat to get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little notification bell, you know, you know the one. It, it gives you the 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 pop up notification. I yeah, yeah. know. Click, yeah, click that button. It, it does good things for for the podcast. Yeah. Anyways, on behalf of everyone here at the podcast, thanks for watching, and otaku on, my friends. You can all now go back to being lazy. All right, back to assassination classroom. Back nice. to beer and baseball. Well, well, oh, oh, good, good, good night, good, 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 good night. Love your faces. Keep it, Keep it manly.